Joe Siddle. Tom Crawford. Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Win City Sports. What up, everyone, and welcome back to the Win City Sports Podcast. Windsor's only local sports podcast presented by Annisburg Chevy Buick GMC. That's Windsor's only local sports podcast every Monday with brand new episodes featuring interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more. Available everywhere podcasts are found, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and beyond. Simply search up N-C-I-T-Y is all one word. And with a big social media presence, give us a follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it might be, at WinCity underscore sports, as well as our YouTube channel. Give a subscribe there. So follow, like, subscribe, whatever it may be. We are available on every platform. Simply search up the WinCity Sports Podcast, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y is all one word. Over five years going strong. Easy to find nowadays. But today is actually Tuesday, March 1st, 2022, coming to you a day late, a buck short, but at least we are here for episode 246 of Win City Sports. And this week on Win City Sports, we have an interesting one, a unique one, you might say, coming from the world of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, martial arts, MMA, better yet. He's only the second or, I guess, third or, yeah, probably second or third guy that I've ever had on the show that is strictly a jiu-jitsu or submission grappler, submission fighter behind Dante Leone. Uh, his training partner, both, again, from here in Windsor. Uh, another kid from Windsor who's training out in Ho- Ohio. He's been around the, the gyms here in Windsor for many years and due to the pandemic decided to go over there and make jiu-jitsu his full-time job. Started some MMA before uh, the pandemic hit, going 2-0. and uh, Fittingly enough, winning both by submission is Max Hansen, uh, originally out of Tecumseh Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He has... Uh, traveled around Windsor, every gym you can really think of, and now into the United States where he's making jiu-jitsu his full-time job, and you'll hear that right from him today on the Win City Sports Podcast. I actually did this interview earlier today um, after my vacation, and I'm still getting caught up from uh, actually being in the States and going to Miami and uh, going to a Panthers game and MMA Masters and, and tons of other cool sports things, but Nevertheless, it's good to be back in Wind City and to continue doing this. That being said, this week was a big week for Windsor Sports. The Windsor Express kicked off their uh, season while I was gone and had their first home opener on Saturday. I was there to provide color commentary for the team, my new little side gig with them. So looking forward to continue to do that with Aaron Sanders and the crew on nblc.tv. Every week, um, or every home game at least, there was supposed to be one tomorrow, but uh, they're still doing the COVID protocol stuff there, so um, that game is already postponed. But I will be there this Friday as they have a game against uh, one of the basketball league, the basketball league, the T, uh, TBL teams. If you missed it, they've partnered up with them, and we'll talk about that and some more Windsor Express stuff uh, early on in the show, actually. But they're going to be taking on the Daytona flight this Friday at the WFCU Center at 7 p.m. And again, I'll be there to call the action. We're going to get you caught up with Windsor Sports today. We're going to obviously do our Spitfires, our Express, and more. Might be a little bit of a quick one this week, but still want to get you caught up. And before we do that, i got to tell you about Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC, our official sponsor of the Wind City Sports Podcast. And before I really tell you about them, we have something very exciting coming up. As, as I was gone, I uh, got informed that the return of the Ed Jovanovski Golf Tournament 
is going to be going down this year in conjunction and sponsored as well by Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC at Point West here in Windsor. That's the fourth annual Ed Jovanovski, well, not so much annual, but the fourth annual Ed Jovanovski Charity Golf Classic Tournament, Friday, January 8th. Showguns start at 9.30 p.m. at Point West. I'm sure plenty more to come and some more announcements of who might be participating in that event. Always some you know, former NHLers or even current NHLers will come out for the charity event, play some golf at beautiful Point West, and hopefully I can get in there uh, myself. Uh, the last time they had some some uh, every hole they had some challenges and, and prizes and stuff like that so it'll be good to give back to charity have some fun and uh, get to you know see and meet everybody but uh, that is brought to you by Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC our official sponsor of the Wind City Sports Podcast located on Sandwich Street South although it is March they have extended the holiday countdown event into the new year including great deals on the new 2022 Chevrolet Traverse and much, much more. Check them out again on AmherstburgGM.com or on Sandwich Street South in Amherstburg. Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC. They're proud to serve drivers all throughout South Amherstburg, Windsor, Kingsville, LaSalle, and beyond. They believe in providing top quality service to everyone that walks through their doors. And that includes assistance with picking out a new ride, financing it, and keeping it in top quality condition. The official sponsor of the Wind City Sports Podcast and the fourth annual Ed Jovanovski Golf Tournament this summer, Amherstburg Chevy Buick GMC. Check them out. But we're going to get you caught up with our Windsor Express to start things off um, this week on the Wind City Sports Podcast, normally doing our Windsor Spitfires. And obviously lots to talk about with them as well, but we're going to get you caught up with some basketball since it's been two years since the team and the league has been around, well, since they've been able to play, I should say, uh, since the postponement due to this thing called COVID-19. Um, they started things off on, on Family Day with a close 113-108 loss to the Sudbury 5. Fortunately, didn't get to see a lot of it, but a close game uh, to start things off. And then they came home on Saturday to, well, not so much of a close game, but their home opener against their rival London Lightning. Uh, energy was at an all-time high for both teams and the crowd uh, 50% capacity but I have to say at least for the sections that were open in that arena it was probably about half full so hopefully they can get things going this year and get some more fans in there as we have a stretch of home games coming up we'll talk about that in a sec but they did lose um, I think the final score was 115 to 95 so London, London Lightning um, early on in that first quarter, uh, as I said on the show, it was consistency was going to be the name of this game. 1918 after the first quarter, with each team missing majority of their of their chances. So once London started to get it going, they ran away in that second half, getting a 22 point lead, or sorry, second quarter, um, running away with a 22 point lead uh, that Windsor was never able to really answer, uh, still putting up points and being consistent in the late, in the later half of the game, but, uh, wasn't enough to, to come back with the London lightning, a strong team for sure. Uh, some great entertainment at the game though. Big wiggle was there playing, uh, before and during the intermission or sorry, uh, halftime. And, um, again, a good turnout, some cool, enter- um, games and stuff at, at halftime and in between the quarters. So, and nevertheless, always a good product on the court. So they were supposed to play tomorrow against um, the Sudbury Five rematch there, but due to COVID protocols, that's being postponed until further notice. They will be back at the WFCU Center this Friday 
for a 7 p.m. game again against the the basketball leagues, Daytona Flight, and then they'll come back home. They got a week off. They'll come back home the following Saturday, the 12th, against the Kokomo Bobcats, again, of the basketball league. They have paired up with this uh, American League that has six teams throughout. Um, I'm not good with geography, so, you know, around here, I guess. Uh, Michigan, New York, uh, Ohio, I believe, uh, Illinois. So uh, getting some more exposure for the league, having some more games to be played. There's only four teams in the league now with all four teams making the playoffs. This gives them a little bit more competition. And in conjunction with that, they're going to have a all-star weekend, all-star game and weekend on um, Easter weekend. So some news coming out of the NBL of Canada and the Windsor Express. Come on out and enjoy some basketball this Friday. But that being said, it's time to get into our interview this week with Max Hansen, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt. This guy's been competing in, in top, top competition uh, competitions, uh, events. He's been in, in ADCC trials, high rollers, um, EBI uh, Invitational this past Sunday, which he talks about. Uh, Eddie Bravo Invitational for those that don't know but if you're a jiu-jitsu guy or girl and if you're into the sport you're going to love this one with a submission grappler and MMA fighter Windsor's own Max Hansen here we go all right I'm now joined by a local MMA fighter and submission grappler jiu-jitsu fighter whatever you want to call it Uh, made his way through the ranks here in Windsor martial arts scene and now is out in Ohio training with his team Max Hansen welcome to the show man thanks for having me man i'm happy to be here yeah it's cool it's gonna be cool stuff again we we love talking about mma and jiu-jitsu of course too but we haven't had a lot of like specific like submission grapplers aside from dante on the show right i mean not that there's many out there so this is like it's gonna be a unique one uh it's gonna be cool and of course you know uh uh, not just uh proficient in jiu-jitsu you kind of stretched around different martial arts throughout your life i'm sure right yeah, yeah. A lot of years in different martial arts and striking. Before I met uh, who you just mentioned, Dante, I was basically full on going into MMA. I was like training boxing in the mornings, kickboxing afternoons, doing wrestling, jujitsu, like all of it. But uh, once I had met Dante and I was like training jujitsu and I placed at the, at the world championships in 2019 at Purple Bell, I was like, you know, maybe I should do jujitsu. See, like, try my hand at it, see where I can do with it just to save my brain cells a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah. You know, if I have the opportunity to do it, especially with how professional Dante runs things, it's like, man, he can actually, you know, make some money here. You know, yeah. it's not like it was back in the day where to make you uh, money in jujitsu, it was like, ah, damn near impossible, man. Yeah. Damn near impossible. Yeah. And that's where it's going. And, um, you know, you mentioned the 2019 worlds, the one that, that Dante won golden in his division. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. Know, so, yeah. To see that, to see, Hey, this is a guy from Windsor doing what he's doing, obviously, you know, kind of inspired you, right? Yeah. Definitely inspired me. Definitely inspired me. When he beat Jaime Canudo, man, it was an amazing match. Yeah. I was like, we were all there too, man. Like I was helping him drill and stuff, warm up to see him just like smash everyone else this is awesome like this is what i want to do man for yeah. sure yeah it's cool to to be part of that that team environment in an individual sport you know and yeah. obviously doing it again more recently more success for him so i, I see all you guys are, are hyped up sharing that that video over and over and it doesn't get old watching that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah his, his recent victory over mateus was like honestly i expected him to submit mateus mateus is very tough 
He's very, very good. He had a really good match against Oliver Taza in the ADCC trials in Europe, I believe, in the finals. But, uh, man, the Dante's reaching a new level. So, yeah, it was, it was much expected. That's the thing. Like, we can talk about all the things he's done, but just like, just to be in that, at that level and be a guy from, from our area again, just shows that you can, anyone can do it, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. Windsor's tough. People don't understand the history of martial arts in Windsor. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good martial artists out of Windsor. Kyle Prepolik, TJ Laramie, Tony Laramie, Dante Leon, myself, um, Rhonda Marcos. Uh, there's a couple. I think there's a couple more I'm forgetting, but oh, it's... it's uh, go on forever and ever. You just have to, yeah. you know, go back God knows how many years, right? Exactly. There's so many martial arts in, in Windsor. It's, it's strange, but it's awesome. It's awesome to be yeah. from the city where people don't really know, like people who are outside of Windsor don't really understand. Like, like we have a real history of martial arts and we have some real athletes. You can do some damage in the team. Yeah, man. And, and speaking of that, you know, like obviously that's where it all started for you. Um, like what was like the first, did you do like Kersey's karate as a kid? Like how did you kind of get into it? I actually did do Kersey's karate. That's funny yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah. I did do Kersey's karate when I was like, I think I was like eight or nine, something like that. I didn't really like the karate though, because it was just the katas, right? You're still, yeah. ah, like it wasn't <laughs> contact. It wasn't contact. Right? Yeah. And then uh, I think when I was like twelve, I went to Tecumseh Jiu Jitsu, and I tried that for like a month, and I did like it a lot. But then I ended up playing football, and it wasn't until I was done playing football when I was fifteen that I was like, all right, I'm gonna do some. I want to do some martial arts. Yeah. I was like a big fan of like. With anime and like a bunch of different shows and i was like man i want to be like a, a fighter so i was looking up like what's the best martial arts i was going to do kung fu because i thought kung fu was like the most legit martial art but i was looking <laughs> it up and I was like everyone's saying jiu-jitsu so i was like all right i'll try jiu-jitsu and okay here we are man yeah that's interesting because i mean like like you said football everyone plays football hockey ba- ba- uh, baseball whatever it is but a lot yeah. of people aren't like oh, i'll get my kid in jiu-jitsu and so I was going to ask, you know, kind of how that came to be, but obviously it was just your own interest that you were like, I'll go and I'll get myself involved, right? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely my own interest. I mean, everyone's in, interested in like a fight, man. Everyone's interested in a fight, whether <laughs> hey. you're you're a fan of any sport, like you want to watch like those big fights. Like that's why guys like Jake Paul can do these fucking super fights where – you know, it's like it's like Jake Paul fighting, but you still want to see it because it's a fight, and it's like it's interesting. Like, oh, this could happen, that could happen. Like, everyone kind of likes the showdown aspect. Oh yeah, you know? it's it's entertainment. What's what's face it, right? Like, yeah. we've been talking about that for years. Like, you know, especially um, with the whole MMA thing, and uh, you know, oh, is it is it barbaric? Is it this and that? I like uh, those people that say that were the same people that were crowding around a, a fight in high school, right? Like. Yeah, we're fighting. Everyone went to watch. It might be a stupid yeah. thing, but like that's that's what it is. Everyone, people like to see it. Exactly, and it's not barbaric, man. Football is no, barbaric. Football is barbaric. You yeah. think about this, man. You can have kids who are six, seven, two hundred something pounds, and then you got dudes like me. I was I was fucking five seven, buck thirty, and you're going up against these guys. It's like this is crazy, bro. You're running at each other full speed, like. Football was more violent than MMA, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. not to be uh, on one side of the fence, but obviously, you know, I'm advocating for it. And I mean, yeah, perfect, yeah. Uh, perfect sport for yourself. I mean, with your uh, with your stature, I guess, to get into 
Not only yeah. do you do, but a small man sport, bro. What's that? It's a small man sport, man. Andy, for sure. <laughs> I mean, they give everyone the opportunity, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like you've been around the gyms in Windsor, you know, I like, like we said, yeah. we talked about the, the martial arts scene a bit here, but um, now for a guy that's, that's gone on to some, some great events that we're going to talk about, of course, um, yeah. kind of go back and talk about the scene here in Windsor and, you know, maybe more specifically jujitsu and how, how big it really is in Windsor that again, people might not realize, right. All the different gyms. and the line. Yeah. There's a lot of good gyms, man. Yeah. Windsor, uh, Windsor jujitsu is very good to come see jujitsu. That's the gym I'm from. Uh, I think, man, the history that gym has is amazing. A lot of really legitimate black belts, world's medalists, pants medalists. You have HTA. You have uh, – would you consider Huron BJJ Windsor Jiu-Jitsu? I mean, if you're that close, then why not, right? Like, across the border, yeah, like, there's still are – there's still are thick. Within that driving distance, look at what you got, right? Yeah, exactly. Central has a lot of good guys. So there's just a lot of talent, and it's good to see. And I think – of course, with COVID and the pandemic, you know, things kind of slowed down, but I believe things are picking up again. So, yeah, I think martial arts is only going to grow in Windsor. I, I think so, too. Definitely the pandemic put a, you know, put a slowdown to things. And, and that kind of might relate to you as well, because before the, all this um, pandemic and you said you said you moved out to Ohio during that. But before you were more focused on MMA. I know you had uh, two MMA yeah. fights and both uh, both one of them by submission, uh, fittingly enough. Yeah, yeah. So probably 2018, 19, that was more your mentality. It was like, let's uh, let's do some amateur fights and see where it goes. Or yeah, exactly. And then it wasn't until late 2019 where I was like, it, late 2019, I was still focused on MMA, but I was like, I also want to just compete seriously in jujitsu as well, just to try my hand at it. Because I thought I was a very talented grappler. So I thought I was like, oh, I can do both. You know, my game in MMA is uh, grappling oriented as it is. So it won't hurt just to do both. But then I, I was like, I was really falling in love with jujitsu again. So I was like, you know what? I, I, I need to kind of focus on one thing. So it was, uh, I believe, literally right before the pandemic, I did the New Orleans Open. I IBJJF New Orleans Open. I got double gold as a purple belt there. I had, I think, five submissions in six matches. And this was literally, when did COVID happen? It was like May 2019, right? March, yeah. March, March yeah, early, March. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was in February, like it was in February yeah. New yeah. Orleans. <laughs> so we went to New Orleans and then came back and then everything shut down. I was like, yeah. damn. <laughs> yeah, that was the beginning of it all. And I mean, um, you know, at that point, again, you've, you've done some MMA fights and, and you said you fell back in love with jiu-jitsu. Is there anything like specific? It's a weird question, but like what kind of drives you? What attracts you to jiu-jitsu, right? Like for me, it's just the, the different, uh, you know, the mindset. It's, it's a different kind of game than fighting, right? Again, you get to save those brain cells, but you really got to use them as well. Yeah, so in jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is very um, – I can almost – compared jiu-jitsu to a video game right i love video games like i consider myself a game and yeah you, you know you have to be analytical to do jiu-jitsu you have to kind of you have to kind of break things down and see where you went wrong where in mma it is very analytical in itself but it's also you have to be you have to it it's a savage sport right you're trying to knock each other out you can get clipped sometimes the better guy loses and all this in jiu-jitsu there's no the better guy never loses unless let's say he like slips and blows his knee out, God forbid, or something crazy happens 
right? There's no, there's no lucky win in jiu-jitsu. If you lose, you lose. It's because that guy was better than you. His technique was better. And so you always have this opportunity to kind of self-analyze yourself and just kind of pick apart your faults and grow as a person and a martial artist in jiu-jitsu. I find more so in jiu-jitsu than in MMA. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, every time you're, I'm on the mats, you reflect a lot, right? <laughs> About oh, like yeah. Everything, right? <laughs> you're getting tapped, you're getting tapped, you're getting tapped, you're getting tapped. And you're like, man, fuck that. Like, and then you're thinking about it. And MMA, it's like, you can't get knocked out, knocked out, knocked out. Because then, you, let's say that happens a couple of times, man, you better retire at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, where in right. jiu-jitsu, you can, you can lose as many times as you want and improve as much as you want. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what I was going to say, too. Even, you know, doing it with MMA it, to compete. I mean, you can be a full-time fighter and compete as much as you want and, you know, low risk to to improve your game, to keep you up and, and all that. Yeah. And, and then just to do it full-time, I mean, yeah. Look at Davi, Davi Hamos. Davi Hamos in the UFC, ADCC, yeah. uh, ADCC vet man. Exactly. He's uh, he's still competing. He's still competing in jiu-jitsu actively against the best in the world. Literally, like he's still yeah. competing against like he fought Craig Jones and Dante Leon back to back. So it doesn't get more high level than that. And he's yeah. still fighting in the UFC. So yeah. you can definitely do both. It's just, yeah. And again, people might not realize that. Again, talking about this stuff because it's still under wraps. It's still. Uh, getting out there, the the world of jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you kind of talked about your beginnings of getting into those uh, those competitions that that began kind of your path to where you are now. Um, more recently, too, even just yesterday, competing in EBI, or two days ago, EBI, uh, ADC yeah. trials. Like, that's that's some cool shit, man. <laughs> like, Thank you. Yeah, 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 thank you. The EBI went very well. It, did, it went it went particularly well i uh my first three matches i won all by heel hook my first match against chris orzico he was very tough that was very back and forth uh he had some good submission attempts and I ended up catching him in the 50 50 heel hook my next two match my next two matches i finished both by heel hook and then in my last match man you live by the sword you die by the sword i lost by a foot lock again. So uh, I was just like, it is what it is, man. Yeah, it's all right. It's a, it's a person I fought before. I knew he was very talented. I knew he's very good at heel hooks as well. So I was like, I'm just going to jump in the fire and we're going to both go for it. So, but Eddie Bravo had, uh, he invited us both to compete on the Eddie Bravo Invitational after performances. So I'm not too sad about it. No. It's what it is. Just a couple yeah. things to work on. Now, again, the, just the exposure is top of the line. That's the one oh, thing yeah. I really, you know, really drove me to obviously not ask you to be on the show, but really kept me up with you is like, well, he's at ADC, ADCC trials and he's on flow grappling. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, ADCC all of a sudden you're just everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the opportunity, man. That's why I love being in America. Cause it's, yeah. it's so much easier to get these opportunities. So much easier. Like when you don't have to fly and you can cry and mm-hmm. this and that. Yeah. I do miss Canada, but it's like, man, the opportunities here are great, yeah. especially trials. Like you're saying, that was, that was, a uh, that was like, it's crazy. Sometimes like I walk, I walk by in some gyms and people will still be like, Oh, nice run at trials. I was like, man, that was like three months ago. Like I was like, who the fuck cares about that? But it's, <laughs> apparently people do, man. And it was, so it's well, great. Yeah. That's a big deal to, you know, to just be at that event. Right. And 
had to bring yeah. up the the clip that they put too. He caught him in the triangle upside down and like pile drived him. It almost looked like. Oh yeah, that was, I like, guess. Oh Morelli my god. Then. Yeah, I was I was like, he's fucking talented, all American NCAA from uh, Penn State. He's an MMA fighter as well, but he's talented, man. That was a fucking scrap. That was yeah. a scrap. I remember yeah. fucking in the match, I like I ended up because uh, I'm a guard player, right? I'm a little bit of a butt scooter, not so much a wrestler, okay. and I ended up standing up. And like in ADCC, once you stand up, you can't pull guard. So I stood up and I was like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? This guy's a fucking pancake wrestler. So I was like, oh, shit, man, this is bad. This is fucking bad. So, I mean, thankfully, he didn't fucking take me down. And yeah. I didn't lose my points, but it was a good match. Just grab to anything you can, right? And just fucking yeah. go for it. And exactly. I mean, we can't skip over. Uh, I mean, getting an invite from Eddie Bravo is, is also a huge deal in jiu-jitsu. Uh, for people who don't um, know much about jiu-jitsu but watch Joe Rogan are going to think it's crazy that you met uh, <laughs> Eddie Bravo. I mean, it had to have been quite the experience, right? Oh, dude. Dude, it was crazy, man. He's exactly <laughs> what you'd expect, like, man. So we went to Whataburger, and I was just like, I like conspiracies. I'm a, I, like, I like talking about them and stuff. I think it's fun to talk about. So I was like, dude, this is like my childhood dream. I remember being 15. Like watching Rogan, Eddie Bravo shooting the shit. I'm like, this is my fucking chance, man. So I start bringing up conspiracies and stuff. So Eddie starts just going off about this and that with the pandemic. Starts talking about how Courtney Love murdered Kurt, uh, Kurt Cobain. Like all this crazy shit, man, for like an hour straight. And I was just sitting there with like a big grin on my face the whole time, man. Because I was just enjoying the moment, man. It was surreal. Yeah. Surreal just to be able to, to shoot the shit with Eddie Bravo, man. So he, doesn't, he doesn't shy away from it, obviously. No, he's a nice guy, man. He's a yeah. very nice guy. He's a very nice guy. Honestly, I can't say one bad word about him. Definitely can be, uh, you know, viewed in a different light, that guy. So you never know yeah. what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> but still, man, yeah. it's just, it's cool stuff to see what you're doing. And again, like, I see the, the, the all the trials and stuff you're doing, and then you're popping up with, with Eddie Bravo. It's, it's big stuff. But to, to bring it back home a little bit again, um, we talk about, you know, the big, martial arts scene in Windsor and um, it's spilled over into the States in Ohio with you guys. I mean, you and Dante, um, they're yeah. full time, right? And I'm sure the Laramies and tons of other people from Windsor coming to visit and train with each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. TJ definitely does come and train with us a lot. TJ is a very talented jujitsu grappler as well. It is my belief that if TJ could be, he could do jujitsu if he wanted, if he yeah. wanted to just not do MMA and do jujitsu instead, he could, if he like focused on it full time. People don't know this, but he was a uh, IBJJF blue belt uh, world champion. People don't know that, but he's a world champion in jiu-jitsu. So he's a very talented grappler. He comes and trains with us, and it's, it's great, man. It's great to, like, even though I've moved away, that we can still keep the Windsor squad together, you know? Yeah. Because, like, you know, people don't understand, man. It's hard to make it when you're in the sport, when you're – you know, from this factory town, and then you find all these other talented people. You're like, man, this city's actually got a lot of fucking talent. Like, let's fucking go. And it's it's great that after all these years, because man, we've been training together since we we're like 15, 16, yeah, so that's eight years training. It's awesome that we can still train together and yeah. still be pretty tight. And that's the thing is, it, it hasn't always been at the same club, at the same place. You know what I mean? You guys have been able to jump around and and train with yeah. different people at different places, which. Sometimes can get a, a bad rap, right? Like, you ever did you ever get shit for like jumping yeah. around gyms or? Yeah, I mean, I mean, back in the day when I was a young kid, 
I would get shit for it. But it's my personal belief. Like you need to train with other people. Like, for example, Dante and I will go down with Matt Brown and we'll train with Matt Brown's chair. We'll train with Mark Coleman. You know, we'll go up to pet. Well, we are Pedigo now, but before we would go to Pedigo, let's train with Pedigo. Uh, Columbus at a super system. We'll go train with them. It's like, you need to see these different looks because what happens is you eventually uh, get a feel for the guys who you're training with all the time. So you know their game, right? You've got to download it in your brain. So you need to give yourself like a refresher. You know, you need to see where you're at against people you've never rolled before. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a different, it's a different game entirely. And that way you can really start putting everything together. Yeah, exactly. Because that's one thing that it's obviously kind of a politic in, in the sport. And, uh, yeah, I like to bring it up, though, because, like, you guys, all you guys do that, though. You know, all you guys have, have bounced around and, you know, maybe the more old school mentality coaches might not like it. But obviously, it's the culture has changed a bit. Yeah, man. I mean, if coaches don't like it, I mean, this is what happens. Let's say you're a fucking good competitor and you go to someone else's gym and you smash everybody. And they're like, who's that guy from? Oh, well, I'm from Tecumseh Jiu Jitsu. I'm from MTC. I'm from this place. I'm from that place. Okay, well, then that place is going to get, uh, essentially, they're going to get notoriety from you training at a different gym. I mean, these gyms should be trying to like lift each other up because when you go and train at another gym, you basically, and you smash everybody, you basically give uh, uh, that gym a reason to come train with you, yeah. right? You can actually build relationships with the local gyms instead of, you know, hating on each other. You know, like I I hate when that happens, when there's this just gym goss and like, oh, fuck these guys, fuck those guys. It's like, man, we're all in the same sport. We all have the same dreams. Let's just fucking, can we just work together a bit here? Like, we don't need the Cobra Kai beef or anything like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. dude. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, why why give up the opportunity, right? To to not only show your, your product, I guess, and to, to train and get those experiences with other people. Like you mentioned, like Mark Colm and tons of people. I mean, I've seen yeah. your post before too. You like, you know, you've probably been able to train and roll with some people that you looked up to, you know? Throughout. Oh yeah. A lot of guys, man. I've been able to train with Kyle Bain, Andrew Wiltsey, fucking so many guys, Keith Gregorian, Nick Ronan. Um, who else, man? So many dudes, man. So many Jacob couch, Jacob couch, man. He's an amazing athlete. Yeah. And I'll just say, Jacob Couch is a great person. He's a very great person. If you don't follow him, you should follow him. Hillbilly Hammer on Instagram. All around great human. Just shout out to him. Well, and that's the thing in jiu-jitsu too, I find. I mean, we always say like, hey, you got to be a little weird to do jiu-jitsu, but you meet some of the best people, right? You meet some good people. If you're you're having fun doing that shit together, then they got to be good people, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. So it all comes around and, you know, I, we talked about some of your, uh, your events before and I had it down here, uh, kind of towards the end. And, um, one that came up as I was doing the research was high rollers. Like, again, another one of these like crazy jujitsu yeah. events that you got to do. Right. And again, probably feels like so long ago. Cause I think it was just before the pandemic, but, uh, that's a unique one to, to get involved in for sure. Yeah. That was funny, man. I remember I seen at that high rollers event, Nicky Rod was there. So Nicky Rodriguez. And this was before anyone knew that he was not an ADCC champ. He was nobody, bro. And I was like, who's this fucking big fucker just stalking around here? He actually kind of looks like a badass. I'm like, I "I hope I don't have to fight this motherfucker. And uh, seriously, dude. And so in high rollers, so it's all absolute. No weight classes. First guy Nicky Rod fights. 
this little, I mean, I'm not trying to hate on the guy, but he was just like a little skinny kid, man, like this little twerp. And I'm like, fuck, dude, this is going to be bad. Nikki Raw takes him down, just fucking passes guard, rips a Kimura so bad at him. I was like, all right, fuck, dude, I expected that. But he destroyed <laughs> everyone in that tournament, man. And then you see a couple months later, he's meddling at ADCC. I was like, did he win ADCC or did he second place, right? I, I think he, yeah, he, he he went to the finals. That would have been the same year, right? 2019. Yeah, yeah. And, but still, yeah, it was second. like he was a blue belt and he was beating all these fucking black belts. Like, it was insane. It was, yeah, it was amazing. It really was nuts. And and that was probably just the beginning of his path of destruction, too, because that, that ADCC was when he blew up, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. And kind of speaking of that, too, I mean, we talked about going to the trials and stuff, but jiu-jitsu is such a unique sport. It's like, how do you end up there? Did you get invited? Did you, did you enter yourself? How did it Okay, so the ADCC trials, you can essentially – you can anyone can sign up. I would highly recommend that you don't sign up if you are not ready for it, because I see so many injuries happen where these guys are going and they're not, they're not ready to fight the guys that are there, man. The best in the world are going to be there. So if you're a bucket, don't, don't fucking go to the trials. I'm just going to say you're going to get hurt. I remember, uh, Kieran Kachuk was talking about this. He's a fellow Canadian. Uh, he trains sometimes at gringos in Toronto. Man, he, I seen him bust a dude's knee and it was just because the guy he was fighting and he, he didn't know leg locks and Kieran was made this whole post. Like you shouldn't fucking be at this event. If you're not even ready to defend leg locks, cause dude, you don't understand, man. These heel hooks and stuff will fuck you up. They forever. will fuck you up. You forever. can't go to work Yeah, You'll be fucked up forever. It's just like, you should not be going, but yeah, anyone can sign up to ADCC trials. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it's just up to you to make it far enough to get exposure. Like I was able to be top 16 in the trials, which is, it's pretty good, but I, I want to. I want to win trials next. Yeah, again, the exposure. Up, uh, yeah, the exposure is what it's all about for sure. At least in the trials, right? And again, that's how that's how Nikki started his his destruction too. He was he was a wrestler that entered ADCC, right? So exactly. Well, it's cool stuff, man. I mean, I I can talk about this shit all day. Um, well, we're gonna start to wrap it up, and you know, again, so you you got yeah. into martial arts as a young kid. You you did everything in Windsor that you could, and now you decide yeah. to move over to the states. I'm sure you maybe don't have like, you know, tons of like, I'm going to be here in however many years, but like, is there a lot of goals or are you just every day doing my thing and whatever happens, happens? Um, so I'm, I'm working on my visa right now. So I want to see what happens with that. I'm pretty confident that uh, I will get my visa yeah. as I've meddled at the world championships and Americans and the national championship, which are the three requisites for your, P1 essentially is to medal at national Pan American and international. And then I also had a lot of uh, good people high up in the sport kind of sign off on recommendations for the visa. So my goals are are, are to be here long term and to build Adamus Jiu Jitsu with Dante Leon. That's always been the goal coming here. I wouldn't have come here if that wasn't my goal. I'm not here just to fucking, you know, jerk off and fuck around. Like I'm here for a purpose. Otherwise, I, I don't think. I don't think you should even be doing jiu-jitsu professionally if you don't have a, a real purpose in mind. Like it, like this sport, you only have so long to do it, so you should be doing it professionally. You should be doing it with goals in mind to be a world champion, to be an ADCC world champion, to win trials, to, to win EBIs, you know, to put your name in the sport, stamp your brand. Well, it takes a, a strong mentality and a strong person to do that for sure, man. 
uh, again, the mental aspect of, of this game. And um, again, like working on yourself, training every day, I'm sure. What's the day in the life like? Like just get up, go to the gym, train, maybe do some, like teach some classes. Do you do anything else, obviously, in the sport? So uh, we train at 9.30. We train from 9.30 to 11.30. Then we uh, do our lifting program at 1.30. And then I'll teach classes 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And then usually I'll train at night as well yeah. at uh, our Nogi classes. And then we do that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. On Wednesday, it's a little bit easier. Wednesday, we train 9.30, 11.30, uh, no lifting. And then we train again at night. So it's just a two-day session on Wednesday. And then Saturday, sometimes we move down and we go train with like Coleman or something, switch yeah. it up a bit. But that's it. That's the full-time job is just, is just jits. Yeah, jits all day, 24-7, man. That's fucking cool, man. To make a living out of something you love like this. Like, come dream, on. Man. <laughs> it's it's so dream, man. It's so cool. Well, man, all the best to you. I mean, again, we're jealous that you're over in the States and you got some, you got some freedom and you guys are having fun. But uh, it's cool yeah. to follow your story and, uh, you know, see you pop up again on these events and stuff. We'll definitely be following you for forever. Huge thanks goes to Max Hansen for taking the time to uh, shoot the shit with me as he waited for his tire to get fixed um, at an auto shop somewhere in Ohio earlier today. Um, <clears throat> fittingly enough, like I told him when, when I interviewed Dante Leon at MTC, he was um, visiting for the Christmas holidays. And I thought, all right, well, we can just meet at the gym and we can talk there, right? Yeah, okay, no problem. So we both show up, and we're both like, oh, it's closed. So we sat in the parking lot and did uh, the interview, and I guess pretty much the same thing with Max. So, uh, again, thanks for taking the time to do that. Again, I'm involved in jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it for years. And to see someone from Windsor, um, again, pop up on Flow Grappling or any of these accounts that I follow is pretty cool stuff. And I wanted to get him on and, and talk about that kind of stuff. And it's unique because you know obviously i'm mostly talking to some major sport basket or um, athletes you know like basketball hockey football whatever it may be but jujitsu is a world of its own and it's still growing so good on max for being part of it representing windsor and representing the sport so very cool stuff we're gonna begin to wrap up the show by talking about some local sports news uh, actually fight week for Kyle Prepperlick he's going to be fighting this week now that I think about it this weekend better yet this Friday better yet Kyle Prepperlick will be out in Alberta for uh, actually an event live on UFC Fight Pass for undefined MMA he takes on Shane Campbell and again can be streamed on Fight Pass but now it's definitely time to talk about our Spitfires it's been a little bit since I've done that so we're going all the way back to Family Day now, as that's when our last episode was released with Owen Lalonde, a former OHLer uh, from Windsor, but unfortunately not a former Windsor Spitfire. But on Family Day, they also had a game at the WFCU Center, defeating the Saginaw Spirits 6-3. From there, they went up and continued their streak on to Kitchener on Thursday night, or better yet, that was at home. 6-5 final uh, at the WFCU. Then they went out to Guelph, and that's where the streak ended with a huge 7-1 to loss to uh, the Storm. On Sunday, they bounced back with a huge win, 5-1 to final over the Sarnia Sting. Matthew Maggio was the star of the game, putting up two goals, the second and the fifth for the Spitz, and an assist, three points for Maggio. 
And today is a great day to lift the capacity limits in arenas as we gear up for a huge game um, this Friday in London as they take on their rival Knights at the Budweiser Gardens. They'll be back on Saturday, this Saturday, for a 7 o'clock game against the Sioux, and then welcoming the Knights for a Sunday afternoon game, 4 p.m. this Sunday. So that's the latest on the Spits. Maintaining that fourth spot in the Western Conference, they could be, uh, they could have a shot here to, to do something in the playoffs. So we'll see how it turns out. And I'm going to go through the Twitter feed here and see what else is up, but i got to give you the Lancers look ahead, and it's a big one this week. Again, a big week to be lifting restrictions and stuff like that it makes a big difference for sports like these and the OUA uh, division, I guess you can say. A lot of teams will be on the road, starting with our women's volleyball. They're going to be in Hamilton tomorrow. Thursday, the women's hockey team will be in London, taking on the Western Mustangs. And that's a doubleheader as they'll hang around to take on Western again on Friday. The men's basketball team will be up in Thunder Bay, taking on Lakehead. And the women's volleyball team is going to be welcoming Lakehead to the Dennis Fairhall Fieldhouse for a game at 6 p.m., and we also make that a doubleheader with Lakehead as they'll stick around for the weekend and rematch on Saturday. Uh, the, the Saint, or sorry, the Dennis Fairhall Fieldhouse is going to be busy also with the track and field team challenge that day. And then in the evening and afternoon, the women's and men's hockey teams are going to be at the Capri Pizza Center, uh, formerly South Windsor Arena. The women at 4 p.m. to play Western, and the men. 7.30 to take on Laurier. Maybe I'll get to that one. Haven't been to an OUA, OUA hockey game yet this year. Um, and then the men's basketball, or sorry, volleyball team will be out in Hamilton taking on McMaster. The basketball team as well in Thunder Bay taking on Lakehead again. So much going on. The, the team challenge, track and field team challenge continues into Sunday. The women's volleyball team will be in Guelph that day. And we have one more hockey game as the men have a doubleheader with Laurier um, at the Capri Pizza Center. Uh, their second game is going to be Sunday at 4 p.m. Definitely an action-packed week for the Lancers, but we can't forget about our St. Clair Saints. The basketball teams have been killing it. Three-game winning streak for the men's, going 6-1 and one so far this season. Coming off a 95-73 win um, from Sunday against Conestega. They're going to be taking on Mohawk this Friday at the um, St. Clair Sportsplex at 8 p.m. And after that, they'll have a Saturday game, 6 p.m. against Redeemer. The women are in for the same thing too, but they are 6-0 so far this year. Uh, six wins, zero losses, that is. And they have two more games this weekend, again Friday against Mohawk and Saturday against Redeemer. Can't forget about them. You never know where you'll go out, out of the uh, St. Clair Saints as well as the, the Windsor Lancers. As the Express, I actually have two players um, with who are St. Clair alumni. So goes to show what the OCAA can do for basketball as well. We'll talk about that in the future. We might have them on the show. But that is it this week for the Win City Sports Podcast. My name is Drake Damore, and I'm here every Monday, usually, with a brand new episode of the Win City Sports Podcast. Anywhere podcasts are found, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. Uh, directly on our site as well, we have... Huge social media presence at WinCity underscore sports on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, we're on there, LinkedIn, Reddit. Uh, give us a subscribe on our YouTube channel as well, featuring full interviews, clips, and just some exclusive videos. Uh, and you can also follow me, Drake Demore, on Twitter and Instagram, at Drake Demore. But until next time, smell you later.